0: a series titled Roots, and this is uh, the third part of a a one-part message, so um, intended for this to go through the month of January, but it looks like it's going to go a little bit longer, which is really good, and so what God has been revealing uh, to me in this... it's been super special, and so as we talked about really the root of your relationship last week and how that starts with a belief, everybody say belief. belief. If there's no belief, there's no relationship. I really want to talk about, and what God's put on my heart to share with you today is the way. It's the way of your relationship, and if we wanted to be, get real technical, we would call it the highway. Everybody say highway. highway. And so then if you missed last week, it's up. You can go get that. Um, it's on podcast as well, and so we're still rooted. We're still rooted in that hold fast Hold fast, stand together. Hold fast as Hebrews 10, 23. Hold fast to your confession, to your faith, to your belief, to your hope in Jesus, in Jesus. And so then we're going to go a little bit deeper today. We're going to be rooted in John 14 today. And so if you want to write that down or open there, I'm going to hit a couple of scriptures before them, but John 14 is where we're going to live today. And so uh, last week, our biggest point was found in Deuteronomy 9, 32 and paraphrase. It says the only reason that we ever rebel or do not obey is because we do not believe. That's kind of the root of our disbelief. That's where we kind of go wrong. And so if we rebel or disobey, it's because there's a lack of belief somewhere. And so then the thought going in today is that we can all get to a place where we believe that we know God better than we really do. And that happens for a couple of reasons, right? We have those life verses that we all kind of park and live on. And and we like to think that everything in our life points back to that verse, right? Oh, well, this is just that. And this can be that. But God has so much more for you. There's more depth to that scripture than we really give it credit for. The other reason we do that is because we're kind of like Cal off of Talladega Nights, if you've ever seen that. I like my Jesus in a, in a tuxedo t-shirt, right? Because it says, I'm formal, but I'm here to party. And if that's the Jesus that we follow, then everything that we live and everything that we do and what we experience and what we want to give God credit for has to fill, fit with that Jesus. And then there's the other side of that, which is six pound, eight ounce, simple baby Jesus, right? And so then if everything kind of filters through a life verse or how you see God, then that limits your growth and your maturity with him. And so then it's a daily walk. It's a daily walk. It's not a one-time decision. It's an everyday decision. And God really has more for you than you have for you. And for us to receive that, we have to open our hands and believe that there's more than just tuxedo Jesus or baby Jesus. And the reality is, is God wants more for you than you want for yourself. And sometimes it's hard to accept that because we like control. And we want, we want to get everything figured out. And so then we make the choice to believe God every day, or we believe God once upon a time. And the Bible tells us that God is the God of yesterday and today, that he is the beginning and the end. And so the thing that we have to remember is God wants relationship with you. God wants a relationship with us first, and this is a little bit of context as we go in today. It's Genesis 126 through 31. It's not on your screen. And here's what I want to say. Every time we get to Genesis, isn't it amazing how we can all go, I know the story of creation. What's next? Like, I know all that. Yeah, yeah, the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, the beasts of the field, gave us dominion, called us to live. And the the root of, if you want to take notes, the root of Genesis uh, chapter 1, verses 26 through 31 is God wanted you to live eternally. He wanted you to live in peace. He wanted you to live in prosperity. He wanted you to have everything that you could ever want or imagine. That's what the garden was. And so when God created man, he created man in his image. You realize that the garden was for eternal life, not just that moment. And that's what we're all called to live in. And it's all here before us. And we are all blessed, like we talked about in Ephesians. And so then the plan of the garden was eternal life. And God wanted relationship with us. But, but he gave us the choice for relationship with him. And so then our relationship isn't forced, but it is full of grace. And so we have to understand what grace is, because a lot of us like to lean towards that life verse, that tuxedo Jesus, or doing something. It's task oriented. And your faith is not task oriented. It's belief oriented. It's about a who. And so then, here's what God knew that Adam and Eve didn't. Remember, they had a choice, right? And they could believe God and what he said and all he had give them, or he could, they could believe a lying snake for nothing and lose everything, right? And that's the battle we face every day. We have to choose to believe. And so then what God knew that Adam and Eve didn't is Proverbs twenty-eight, twenty-six: Those who trust in their own insight are foolish, but anyone who walks in wisdom is safe. What was the wisdom that God gave them? Hey, look, you can have all this. Don't eat that fruit. Right? He also knows God and Solomon in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. For that to happen, we have to be open to who God is, not to what we think he is in our life. Right. And we can pretend that we have it all under control and that we have it all figured out. But the truth is, God is there the whole time and he's just given you the choice. He's given you the choice and you have the opportunity to choose. And so I want to fast forward to John 14, which is really a continuation of Christ's discourse with his disciples from the Last Supper in John 13. OK, and so to catch us up, we're going to go back to John 13 just a little bit. And talk about this when, here's what Jesus, here's what, here's what they said. When he had gone out, Jesus said, now the son of man is glorified and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. That's a lot of glory. Okay. <laughs> Verse 33, I will only be with you a little while longer. Now, when he says this, I'm only going to be with you a little while longer. This doesn't make sense to the disciples. Okay. This is kind of the first like, wait a second. And he says this, I give you a new command, love one another just as I have loved you. You must also love one another. This is really a a mirror image of Matthew 22, 37 to 39. Love the Lord your God, love your heart, soul, mind and strength. Love one another as you love yourself. In verse 35, he says, by all this, people will know that you are my disciples if, it's a big old if, isn't it? If you have love for one another. It's huge. It's huge. Which leads us. To blend into, right, John chapter uh, 14, where we see John 3.16 really explained. This is John 3.16 explained by Jesus as he teaches us the way. Everybody say the way. way. So then, in verse 1 of chapter uh, 14, it says, Your heart must not be troubled. Believe in God, also believe in me. Your heart must not be troubled. And what he's saying is keep possession of your soul. When you can't keep possession of anything else, keep possession of your soul. Your heart is where everything lives. Good and bad. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Good and bad live here. So your heart is the main fort. And whatever you do, keep trouble from this. Keep trouble from your heart. Keep your heart with all diligence. Keep your heart. Or hold fast. Hebrews 10 23. In verse 2, he says, In my father's house are many dwelling places. If not, I would have told you, I would have told you, I'm going away to prepare a place for you. He's talking about his departure. If I go away to prepare a place for you, I will come back and receive you to myself so that where I am, you may also be. We didn't talk about this, but John 13, 36, to go back just a second, Peter asks, where are you going? Where are you going? And Jesus replies, you can't follow me right now, but you will eventually. Right? You're going to come later. You will follow later. Trust me. Trust me. And when he's talking about leaving, he's talking about heaven being a house. And the idea I think that the disciples have, and the idea I think that we have, is we see our house as a dwelling, right? It's made with hands. Heaven is not made with hands. Heaven's not a tabernacle, it's not a house, it's not any of those things. It's our Father's house, and all believers, everybody say believer. Believer. They're welcome to the happiness, to the grace, right? To the blessings of that home when they accept Jesus. And so then... Heaven is lasting, it's lasting, it's for eternity, our homes here are not, right? So then we're not in heaven for a term of years, like we think we are here, we're there for eternity. On earth, this house, our house, the house you live in, is an inn, it's just an inn. But in heaven, we gain a settlement. You gain settlement, and it's for eternity. So then you see the disciples left their houses to follow Jesus. They left earth to follow kingdom, if that makes sense, right? Right? And wherever he wanted to go, they went. And Jesus didn't own anything. He didn't own anything. And so then their mansions in heaven that Jesus speaks about are going to bring them a return they can't comprehend. But because they can't comprehend, they have some doubt. Wait a second. Where are you going? And the doubt is because of the lack of trust, right? Which limits our relationships. Where there is no trust, it's hard to have a great relationship. And so then do not be discouraged. Let's go to John 14, four. And Jesus says this, you know, the way to where I'm going. He already says it, you know, the way to where I'm going. And then Thomas says, wait a second. We don't know where you're going. We don't know where you're going. How can, how can we know the way? How can we know the way? And what you see is Thomas admits his ignorance here, what most of us won't do. Right. And so he's, he's stating that, uh, What Jesus already knew, he didn't. And the disciples were trying to understand where Jesus is going, and they're trying to figure out, how do we get there? Can we come to? And the reality is, they were with him. They already knew. And Jesus tells them, he says, you already know the way. You already know the way in which I'm going, right? And in verse 14, 6, Jesus told them, I am the way. If you want to highlight this, you can. If it's already highlighted, God bless you. Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This is the highway we're talking about. Christ is the way and he is the highway that's spoken about. We can reference this. We're going to go all the way back to Isaiah 35, eight. And this is kind of a parallel to this. And it says, and a highway shall be there and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over. It shall belong to those who walk on the way, walk on the way. That's a big one. You can underline that if they're fools, they shall not pass. Christ Christ was his own way, for by his blood he entered into the holy place. Hebrews 9.12 says, he entered the most holy place once and for all by his own blood, thus obtaining eternal redemption for us. And we can relate to that. For you. And that makes it personal. But that's what it was about. He would have done it only for you. He is our way, for we enter by him. By his doctrine and example, he teaches us our duty. By his merit and intercession... He procures our happiness. And so he is the way. In Jesus, God and man meet. We're brought together with God through Jesus. And I'll... Growing up, for me, it was easy to see God as somebody and Jesus as somebody and see that these were two totally different people. That this guy was super hard on me, and this is how I related my relationship with my dad a lot. Like, just don't, don't make dad mad, right? Don't make God mad. And Jesus was, like, full of grace. And I couldn't see the relationship between these two. But right here we're seeing that this is Jesus is the way, the Father and the Son, and they are together. They're united. And so then the how of our relationship isn't a what, it's a who, It's a who, and our how is Jesus, it's not a task. So then we walk on the way, we're walking on Jesus, Jesus' words. And so by Christ, as the way between heaven and earth, the angels of God ascend, and they descend, and our prayers go to God, and his blessings come to us, and they come to us by Jesus. This is why we pray in Jesus' name. This is why we pray in Jesus' name. So he is the truth. The doctrine of Christ is true doctrine, period. When we inquire for truth, we need to learn no more than the truth as it is in Jesus. Period. I think Pastor Robert says this best. Right? Read the New Testament. Do what it says. Why? It's full of Jesus. It's full of Jesus. So he is true to all that trust him. He is true to all that trust him and believe in him as the Son of God. So then, he is the life. For we are alive unto God only through Jesus. Romans 6:11 says. We are alive in Christ, very, very boldly and plainly. We, you, are alive in Christ. So then you see that Christ is the resurrection and the life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, meaning he is the beginning, the middle, and the end, which ties to believing Jesus first and believing Jesus last, which is what we discussed last week. And so then, in Jesus, we set out, we go on, and we finish. In Jesus, as the truth He is the guide for our way. So when we walk on the way, we're walking on the truth. Our guide is the word and Jesus is the word. And that might seem a little funny. So I want to look at John 1 verses 1 through 5. It says this, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning through him. All things were made without him. Nothing was made that has been made in him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind, the light of the world. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it and it will not overcome it. If you replace the word "word" with Jesus here, you will see exactly what God is saying to us. So then he is the way because he is the word. He is the truth. He is the life. He is the way. He is the highway like Isaiah 35 says. And so then if you want to know more and if you want to know the way, you must get in the word and you must live in the truth. Otherwise, you're going to get caught up in everything that your phone wants to throw at you or the TV says is is so good, right? So then, no man cometh to the Father but by me, Jesus. So then, fallen man must come to God as a judge. That's why every knee shall bow, every tongue will confess. There's a day that, that those fallen men who have not called on Jesus as their Savior will come to God and he will be the judge. They cannot come to him as father. They don't know him as father. They don't know him as creator because that's not what they see. That's not how they lived, and that's not what they've confessed. They see him as judge. They see him the way I saw him as a 13-year-old boy. right? So they don't come to him as father unless through Jesus because Jesus is the mediator. The only way to the father is through the son. Jesus is the one who redeemed us. right? We have restoration in our relationship with God because of Jesus. So then we can't perform a duty of coming to God by repentance and acts and acts of worship or whatever you want to call it without the spirit and the grace of Jesus. Without the grace of Jesus, those are only duties and acts. And we're, we're, we're all really good at doing things, right? And so then those things just tend to be busy, busy duties and busy works. And God is not asking you to do anything. He's not asking you to do anything. But he is expecting you to go through a who. He wants restoration because he wants relationship. And so he's asking you to go through Jesus. He wants you to go through Jesus. And so then we understand, let's go back to John 14. A little bit thick today. So then, we understand that Jesus reveals the Father. Everybody say yes? Yes. Okay, John 14, 7, if you know me, he's still talking to Thomas here, if you know me, you also know my father from now on, you do know him and you have seen him. And they knew him, but it's a thought, not as well as they should have, not as well as they should have. And so then here we go in verse 8, Philip says, just show us the father and that's enough for us. If you just get that, if you just do that, we're good, right? Right? And I was talking to Pastor Robert about this yesterday. And don't you know he said, I thought this, but I didn't, it didn't really, I didn't see the picture until Pastor Robert said it. Don't you know this is just Jesus wanting to pull his hair and be like, what is wrong with you? Like, where have you been? Have you been checked out? Have you been scrolling social media? Where are you? And the Lord and Jesus said to him, I have been among you all this time without your knowing me, Philip? Like, what the heck? The one who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? How can you say that? Hello, right? Verse 10, he says, don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak to you, I do not speak on my own. The Father who lives in me does his works. Believe me that I am the Father and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe because of the works himself, which is like, this is like B. A, plan A is, believe in me and the works I do because I'm in the Father, the Father's in me. However, if you just can't get it figured out, believe because of what you've seen. Believe of the works. Believe of the things that I've done, praying in Jesus' name. In verse 12, he says, I assure you, the one who believes in me will also do the work. This is my, if I have a life verse, this is it, okay? I assure you, the one who believes in me, the one who believes in me will also do the works I do but he would do even greater. And here's how I paraphrase that. Hey, I've done great things, but I'm going to the father. And because I am you in your seat, first row, fourth row, ninth row, doesn't matter because I am, you will do greater, greater. When this verse came to life for me and there was more depth in it, I realized, wait a second. If the kingdom of God is the greatest cause on the face of the earth, am I doing everything I can to make sure people know who Jesus is? And as a pastor of a church of 1,200 people, the answer was, no, I wasn't. I wasn't, I was managing something that, that my executive pastor was ready to do. He was ready to lead, it was his next step. So then I had to be okay with the fact that God was calling us out. And so then, I've done great things, and because I have, if you call me Savior, you're going to do greater, because I'm going to the Father. And because I am, you'll be there too. If I don't, we're all not sitting in a very good shape, okay? <laughs> That's the best way I can say it in church terms. So then, verse, four, verse 13, whatever you ask in my name, I would do it so the Father may be glorified in the Son. And verse 14 says, you may ask me anything in my name, and I will do it. That's if you believe in Jesus. And so the root for our relationship, the root for our way Is John 14, 6. It's John 14, 6. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So that your action step today is to put your trust in Jesus. Because last week we talked about a belief, and I think we can all say that we believe believe God. Do we trust Jesus? The way to God is trusting Jesus. We can say, well... Thank God that I got that raise or that promotion or like our, our house had a showing that then it got canceled today. Thank God that our house sold, right? All those things. That only comes in Jesus' name by trusting Jesus, right? Because through Jesus, we are brought into a covenant with God and we become part of his promise. You become part of God's promise when you trust in Jesus. By believing in Jesus as the mediator between God and man, our belief God becomes comfortable. It becomes one of a relationship where there is conversation, where our prayers go up and blessings come down, where we open the Word, the truth, we live in the truth. And God brings that Word to life and He speaks to us and then it gets planted in our heart and then we walk out of our front door and we live it every day and people see Jesus in us because we're going. Because in Him we go and we live and we finish. And so then, This is the will of God that all men should honor the Son as they honor the Father by believing in the Son as they believe in the Father. These are one and the same. Those that rightly believe in God will believe in Jesus Christ whom he has made known to them. By believing in God through Jesus Christ is the way to establish relationship with God and to keep trouble and fear from your heart. If you want to highlight that, that's where we're diving in next week. To keep trouble and fear from your heart. When God made you in Genesis 1, he said he saw you and he said you were good. He said you were good. You are good. Remember that for next week. So then living in the word keeps us walking in truth. Living in the word keeps us walking in truth. You guys can come up. And as we walk in truth, that means we don't have to search for our way. There's no search. You don't have to get on Google. There's none of that. You don't have to search. We walk in it. We walk in the way. Because Jesus is the way. Because he lights our path. Because he orders our steps. Because he goes before us. If you guys all heard those, I just quoted three scriptures to you. If you guys all heard those before? That's true. When you trust Jesus. When you trust Jesus. So then Jesus is the highway. Everybody say highway. He's not just the way. He's the highway between heaven and earth. And God sent him so you can travel.